Three, two, one, go. And go. And go. Go now. <laughs> go now. Speaking of going, you senior, did you go trick-or-treating yesterday? Yesterday was Halloween, for those of you that were wondering. We're recording this on a Wednesday. It's November 1st. It is officially Christmas season uh, <laughs> from now okay, until first, December first all, 26th. First of all, today is Dia de los Muertos de los Niños, okay, which basically is the Day of the Dead for Kids. Today we celebrate and honor all of our lovely little ones who have moved on and passed away and set trails for them to return to us for this night. As we also head off for tomorrow, which is Dia de los Muertos for the Adults, which is Day of the Dead for the Adults. So don't you ever disrespect Dia de los Muertos, DeAndre. I'm sorry, I did not mean to disrespect Dia de los Muertos. Uh, It'll never happen again. That's 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 my bad. (laughs) That's on me. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, I actually did go trick-or-treating yesterday for the first time in like 13 years. Dun, dun, dun. So I think the last time I went trick-or-treating, I was legitimately like 14 or 15, maybe. Um, but yeah, we took the twins last night. I have a little brother and sister. They're five. They're twins. One of my sister was Wednesday. My brother was Darth Vader. And... First of all, they're the kindest little human beings ever. They were telling everyone, wow, I really like your costume. And they were like super just happy. They would tell everyone, thank you. Happy Halloween. And like, you know, they have their cute little voices. And it was just a cute time to see them just be kids. No structure, no like expectation of how to act outside of just like hold our hands before crossing the street, you know. Um, I got to steal a candy from each one of their buckets, yeah, which was cool. Nice. You're but yeah, so I went trick or treating and it was, and it was fun. Oh, uh, that's what's up. That sounds like you had a good time. Uh, my night was far more chill. I just stayed in with the girlfriend. We got some mod pizza. It was her first time ever having mod pizza. So that was uh, an experience. Uh, and mm-hmm. then we just stayed inside and watched 90 day fiance. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty chill. I liked it. Uh, we didn't get any trick-or-treaters at her apartment. I didn't expect to get any, but, you know, maybe one or two would have been nice. She has so much candy to get rid of. Got it. I mean, usually apartments like that don't, I feel, like bigger apartment complexes don't usually get trick-or-treaters. Um, nonetheless, at least you're able to eat all the candy yourself. <laughs> exactly. And give myself more diabetes than I'm sure I'm going to take on later. Oh, but, hell yeah. But uh, in the meantime, while we wait for next year's Halloween, uh, we've got another fantastic episode of Soft Boiled coming right up. We've rambled on long enough. Let's get into it. Ace, take it away. You are now tuned in to the Soft Boiled Podcast with DeAndre and Yesenia, your one stop shop for all things relationships. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, Yesenia, staying uh, on the topic of Halloween for just a little bit uh, before we get into our main topic, uh, I did uh, come across uh, an article, uh, and uh, actually I came across like two of them because one of them got my uh, my jimmies tickled, um, Halloween-themed sex positions. Oh, okay. That, that's right. If you're looking to spice up your bedroom... Uh, 
this holiday season, well, I guess next for next year's holiday season, you can try these Halloween themed sex positions out. I've got two tabs of these open. Uh, I'll go with this one first. Uh, there's six of them on here. Uh, number, uh, I'm going to start at the top, work my way down. Number one, the ghost rider. Ooh, oh. I know, right? We're starting off strong. That's a, that's a great name. I already love this. Uh, ghost rider. This says, if you've gone as a cowboy this year, I think this one is a little self-explanatory only it's not called reverse cowgirl anymore. You and your part, oh, you or your partner will lie on your back while the other will get on top and straddle them. Face your partner or turn around for reverse ghost rider. This is the perfect position to keep that scream mask on and a hello. Oh, and get hello freaky. Oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so basically, you get to keep that cowboy costume on while you ride him cowboy. If you see, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what? I've been seeing a lot of videos about that scream mask mm -hmm. and. I hella want to try that to see what the kink's about, to be quite honest. Most importantly, I want to do that with an actual partner, not with the whole booty call or situationship or anything like that. Um, That's a great, that sounds pretty fun. <laughs> That's a great tease you're saying, but we're not there yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, number two, the scarecrow. This one says, stand on one foot and face your partner and wrap your elevated leg around your partner for support. Uh, your partner could lean up against the wall if you need additional support for this. The Scarecrow sings about if I only had a brain, well, you're about to lose your mind. Stand, Interesting. Stand on one foot. That, that's just, I mean, sex is already work and you're going to make me work even harder. It's a whole gymnastic. That's a whole acrobatic situation right there. Yeah. This one says Cujo, spelled C-U-J-O. So I'm guessing that's, that says Cujo. Uh, one of you will be on all fours while the other will be kneeled behind you. Alternatively, whoever is on the bed on all fours could angle themselves so that your partner could pull you to the edge of the bed and they could be standing behind you while your partner is behind you doing their best work. <laughs> They could reach over and massage your clit with their hand, or you could do this part yourself. I don't know what this one was all about. This just seems like something that should be pretty standard. Yeah. When a man is doing doggy. Guys, work that clit while you're while you're doing your work from behind, please. But please don't be a DJ about it. We are not the stupid scratching C things. I forget what they're called. We know turntables. No Yes, turntables. We are not turntables. Please don't. Yeah, you you think your girl likes it? She's lying. Yeah, I'm it's, sorry. It's not er, er, what? Uh, number four says trick or treat. Uh, aptly named. Either you or your partner would be lying on their back while the other is on top of them the opposite way. Halloween is about stuffing your face with candy, so just do that. Happy trick, trick oraling, trick oral treating, trick oral treating. That's hard to say. Be lying on your oh while the top oh while the other is on top facing the other way so like if i'm on top doing instead of doing missionary it'll be missionary but like i my upper body is in between her legs got it you want to talk about a whole gymnastics routine that's that's it right there so you're basically just like doing her mouth no no no, no. i'm still no no, no no it's like so think like 69 right 
but instead of uh, instead of genital to genitals or mouth to genitals, it's um uh penis inside vagina. Oh, that seems kind of yeah. That yeah. how would that angle even work? Yeah, there's a lot happening there. Uh, number five is the vampire's coffin. Get your blood pumping for your vampire for your vampire boyfriend with this one. Go from missionary position to raising your legs in the air. It'll make a V shape and your partner could grab onto your ankles and go crazy. That's something I, I just already do. Yep. You got to put them legs in the air, spread eagle, grab them ankles and uh, yeah, go to pound town. Basically. And the last one is lazy witch. Sometimes a witch gets tired or has to hang up the broomstick. No worries, though. She's got another one. Have your man seated and sit in his lap facing him. Then get to riding that broomstick. Extra points. Pretty standard. Pretty uh, extra points if you're dressed like a witch for this one. Which, were you a witch yesterday? <laughs> Oddly enough. I, I was a witch. Yeah. That's too bad. <laughs> Too bad I didn't get any magic potions on my face. I mean, what? Sorry. <laughs> oh, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Unfortunate. Uh, but, Yesenia, in the midst of all that, um, in the midst of you not getting ma any magic potions, uh, you did mention at one point um, the key word that we wanted to zero in on for this episode, and that is situationships. Yes, situationships, the new dawn age of relationships. Um, yeah, so I don't know if y'all heard or remember from our uh, episode with Allison about long distance relationships. I kind of threw out a bombshell about ending my situationship. Um, that that's really what it was. We weren't really in a relationship. I wasn't his girlfriend. He wasn't my boyfriend. Uh, we just did all the things, and he benefited from all the things. And it inspired today's topic about this idea of situationships. I guess they've kind of always been here, but I think as we get older, things become more trendy. Love is more toxic. I th just think we call it something new all the time. Mm -hmm. So whether you want to call it your friends with benefit, or your hookup person, or your situationship... As uh, Jada Pinkett Smith would say, entanglement. Um, further denying Will Smith's existence. <laughs> um, whatever you want to call it. I think it's just that idea of like, you're engaged in these relationships with a person. And there's like the lack of commitment there. But I kind of wanted to touch topics on it. Talk a little bit as to like, what the fuck are we doing in society right now that this is what's out there um it makes me want to give up on love i'm not gonna lie makes me want to give up on love yeah if this is what the culture is right now i'm good you know like <laughs> i i just feel like when i'm old school when it comes to like what i want out of my relationships but also it's just i think it was just really depleting to I mean I don't know I guess we could just jump right into it unless you have like specific questions but I think for me what really sparked the how do I even say it like just thinking through like what the fuck have I been doing this past year is kind of thinking about wow like I really thought this person cared about me and had more interest in me this motherfucker didn't even text me on my birthday and I knew I know he knows when my birthday is and we talked about it and 
you know, we had like plans for it essentially before we before I broke it off. Um and I figured we broke it off in an amicable way. I wanted him to prioritize school. Um and really at the end of the day, like he just kind of showed me that this was like I he just weeped the benefits of what I could provide for him and and the the things I did for him. I don't know how much he actually cared about me. Mm. And that's what really sucks is being a person who loves wholeheartedly and falls in love too quickly. Um, I will say this is probably the worst breakup I've been through in a while. And that's saying a lot coming from literally having been cheated on and having to move out of my own apartment. So yeah, I'm, I'm taking it kind of rough here and not in the ways that I like Deandre, not in the ways I like. Well, that's, uh, again, unfortunate. And I'm sorry that, uh, (laughs) you have to go through this, uh, again, but this time even harder, no pun intended. Um, God, yeah, that just sucks. Uh, I'm sorry that the whole, the, 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 the game, the game is, is kind of fucked right now. I will agree with you on that. Uh, it is, I, I will agree that it is hard in the dating scene now to find someone who is willing to commit because I feel like a lot of people, myself included, I was part of this pool for a little point for a little while, uh, that a lot of people don't want to commit to each other. Um, and on one hand, I get it because like you said, there's no commitments, there's no strings attached, there's no emotional involvement. It's just everyone's having a good time with whoever they want. Um, you know, if you've got multiple people that you can call up like on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday and you could have any flavor that you want on any given day. I think that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the thrill I think that people get from that. I was never one of those people. If I was ever having fun with somebody, I was only having fun with them uh, until one of us got bored of each other or if stuff just, you know, we just got too busy for each other, whatever the case may be, then we moved on and went our separate ways. And it was, uh, you know, a mutual understanding. It is what it is at that point. But yeah, the game, the dating scene now, uh, the, the pool of people that are willing to commit to each other is, uh, is drying up, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better term, it is drying up and it's kind of drying up fast. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how I got so lucky that I found someone that is willing to commit and settle down and, you know, want to actually try something uh, real. Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I tried, you know, with a few other people and, you know, things just didn't work out. And I just felt I, I think for a while I was kind of just comfortable doing the the hookup thing, getting into what I guess we can now call situationships. Um, it was just easier. It was just yeah. a lot easier for everybody involved. Um, so, you know, that's that's i think like the theme right is just like it's it's easy it's just like how how to transform a culture that wants things easy and doesn't like to work hard for things and i mean i think overall i don't i don't think relationships are supposed to be hard i think if it's with the right person it's easy when it gets hard um but i think a lot of that has to do with like the reason why people like the easy and effortless is because so many people have been so wronged. And it's like this constant cycle of like, 
you hurt me, so I'm going to hurt somebody else so they can hurt somebody else, and then that person can hurt somebody. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's never ending. Yeah, and I think um, that, uh, like, you also, I think you also kind of touched on it is, uh, well, we 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 are kind of in a we live in a fast paced society. We we want news and information. We want it now. We want it as it's happening. We want breaking news thirty seconds after breaking news stuff happens. No yeah. matter where we are, we have the at, the world at our fingertips, and it's it also kind of leads us to oh and uh, I, I guess to so a bigger picture, we live in an on demand in an on demand era everyone if you want to watch any tv show at your fingertips you can load up hulu you can load up direct tv on your phone or whatever and you can watch whatever tv show or movie you want at your disposal and that's Mm kind of that kind of bleeds into other parts uh, of our lives uh we we want i want on a tuesday night i could you know hop on an app and go scrolling for white women on a tuesday night you know what i mean or on a Wednesday, I could go scrolling for uh, cougars, or you know, whatever, whatever I'm, I'm, I'm in the mood for. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's again going back to what I said. Like everything's just sort of fucked up now. Like trying to find someone that is willing to commit to you, and trying to f- see through the lies and the deceit of someone that's just trying to get one over on you. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think that's an even bigger part of the game that a lot of people just aren't willing to play. Yeah. So this is technically my second situationship. I was in another one years ago and I didn't really think about it as like a situationship. I would just, we we went on dates. If I wanted to go on a date, he's the person I would call or like if I wanted to do something fun, he would be the person that I knew would be down. And then like, you know, there was feelings here and there, like I liked him or he would like me, but then he was also narcissistic as fuck and delusional. Um, and so when I started noticing all of that, I realized he was more of a cure for loneliness rather than there was like love there. So I was also at fault, but he, we both were just not in a space to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think we just serve each other for that time being. But we can go into more details about that, but DeAndre, I want to know about your past and your entanglements or situationships or hookup relationships. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah specifically, that's... just more of like, you know, if you want to like name a few, talk about a few, whatever, but like lessons you've learned or things that you've carried from those relationships that you took with you in a positive way. Right. Uh, I remember, I still remember my very first one. Um, so this was 20, uh, let's see, 2019, maybe, I want to say. 19 or 20? I want to say 19. Um, I, I think it was about this time of year, actually, maybe like uh, Halloween going on Thanksgiving. Uh, I remember I met this girl on Tinder and things moved, things moved quick. And when I say quick, Yesenia, I mean, this is, ne- this is only happening to me once in my entire life. I I'm on Tinder. I'm scrolling. I'm, ma- I'm, I'm, you know, liking people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this girl likes me back and, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Whatever. I'll probably text her tomorrow. Cause this is at like nine 30 at night. I'm like about to go to bed. I think, and I don't even remember what day it was. 
I think I, and I also don't think I had a job at the time. I mean, maybe I just worked on weekends. I don't remember, but I had a lot of free time on my hands. So we matched and she messaged me and I saw that she lived in Napa and everything. I was like looking at her bio whatever. And, uh, she texts me, we text back and forth a little bit. And she's like, do you want to hang out tonight? And me, you know, I've only had sex once in my life up until this point. So I'm not thinking like, oh, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to get some, you know, um, but yeah, she has to hang out. So she drives out to here to, I just said my city, I don't care. Uh, but she drives out here and she, uh, she picks me up and we go driving, we go driving out through, like uh parts of napa and other parts of like sonoma this is like in the dead of night by the way it's like one in the morning she could have killed me i'll be honest with you she could have stabbed me in the chest <laughs> she could have stabbed me in the chest this is a complete stranger <laughs> but wait no, she... it's really important to know what was her ethnicity oh she was white oh my god yeah she yeah she could have killed you anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah she this this was uh, looking back i'm like man i think we both made terrible decisions then <laughs> but um but no yeah like she she was she was totally chill you know we just talked uh the whole time i do remember at one point right okay so so at one point we pull up uh to a place in uh yauntville right we pull Mm -hmm. up to a place in yauntville uh and they this place has like security or whatever and we're just driving around we're not like trying to like get for skier or a long time or whatever again we're just talking uh and security like pulls up behind us in like a van right and he's like pulls us like quote unquote pulls us over and uh and he's like you're like what are you guys doing out here and, and she's and she's driving she's like oh yeah we're just you know just driving around just chilling talking and he's like and he says with a straight face he's like uh-huh looking for a little alone time <laughs> <laughs> and 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 we're both like like no dude like it's not like that this da, 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 da. and he's just like all right yeah just go on and get out of here you know like no big deal just you know just leave and so we yeah. leave and we drive around a little bit more fast forward we come back to my place and and on the way she's like can we can we can i chill at your place and i was like yeah sure whatever again i'm i'm dumb i don't know that i don't know the signs of she wants to fuck or she wants mm-hmm. to get down or whatever like um so we come back to my place and she's like, do you have Netflix? And I was like, I was like, yeah, cool. I was like, yeah, of course. He pulled out the whole let's Netflix and chill. Y- yeah, bro. I, before I even knew that was a thing. <laughs> and she turns on Family Guy and we're just watching Family Guy. And next thing I know, she takes my hand and she starts, uh, you know, she takes my hand and places it on her uh, pussy, her vagina. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and I'm like, I know it's, I know it's going to happen now. And then of course, you know, one thing leads to another and yeah, we're having sex this like a few hours after we meet. <laughs> nice. And that was like my very first, uh, Tinder hookup. Um, and we end up, uh, being fuck buddies for at least like two or three months, maybe four months after the fact. Um, oh okay so this is a like repetitive thing yeah 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 yeah. and uh she would go to my place uh i'd go to her place uh yeah it just you know be whenever we had some free time uh yeah you know yeah it was cool for a little while uh and then I, i just got like too busy with like life and uh she just sort of started like drifting away and then we just sort of just stopped talking but 
that uh, that was pretty cool uh, at one point she did maybe like a month or so into it um she she was starting to catch little feelings uh and she did ask at one point like hey you know like i like you a lot like you're super chill like you're probably like the coolest guy i've ever met and all that kind of stuff um and she was like yeah i like would you mind you know do you want to like be boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever and i was like yeah no i'm not really looking for anything i just want to keep fucking <laughs> like i said it in a respectful way but i was just kind of like i'm not really looking for a relationship right now like i'm kind of content with how this is going if you don't mind and she was like yeah cool no problem so we kept fucking for a little bit after that she's yeah. also the first girl that uh that i did uh that was the first time i this is the same girl that i that anal story that i always tell got it got it yeah. oh it was with the white girl yeah 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 got it that uh, makes sense for those of you that uh, that are kind of newer to the program, uh, my first time doing anal was with this same girl that I'm talking about now. Uh, we were on her couch. I was uh, doing it from the back, laying down, um, and I was going a little too fast. It slipped out. I slipped it back in a little too fast, and uh, she did the old, you know, jerk for type thing. And then, but she grabs my she grabs my dick and she uh, then inserts it in her butt and. Next thing you know, uh, I'm doing anal for the first time. So, yeah, there's that. It's it's funny because, okay, like, to give, I think it's funny. Okay, hold on. Sorry, my, my thoughts are, like, going everywhere. I think it's funny because when you tell that story, it's like, um, like, they're two very different sensations. Mm -hmm. So, she can't just you can't just go in from one to the other right right however i think that's because i've heard all these stories about how much anal hurts and like you have to prepare and da 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 but that wasn't my first experience with it my first experience was super like harmless easy like we we slowed down obviously because it was my first time yeah um but it it was not painful it was like a good seamless transition and there was obviously still but like a bunch of foreplay and stuff in it but like yeah i i don't it's funny to imagine this and also it's like no but like if you're turned on and you're foreplaying and you're like in the heat of the moment it could be so seamless like that yeah um, I, I was never expecting that it was just she just slipped it right back in and i was like oh shit <laughs> you're like all right let's let's go then yeah uh, it was definitely a different sensation it's definitely a different feeling uh and and she she also would consistently ask for anal too like after that wow. so she because she told me like she's like yeah you're like the first guy that i actually feel comfortable doing anal with because you go slow you take your time um you make sure i'm okay and everything and i was like yeah because you know we both want to have fun not just me yeah so. i think that's really important too um i think well yeah because my situationship was a person that i did it with and it was it was interesting because i remember going home after okay so i was like a trigger warning i didn't really get to choose who i lost my virginity to like that was taken from me and then people started finding out that, or they were like speculating because people had saw me going into this, some person's house. And I didn't know I was like high as fuck off of Narcos when this whole thing happened. And then Narcos? When I, yeah, I used to have a pill problem in high school. Um, 
So I was just like really high, like I don't even remember that day type of high. I think something was also slipped in my drink because I remember feeling really like loose and just airy, but then narcos don't make you black out. So yeah, needless to say, I didn't get to choose who I lost my virginity to. Um, there's no way a person who's inebriated can consent to losing their virginity. So when people started finding out, I kind of just like got with the first guy that I knew how to crush on me and had sex with him for the first time. And I feel really bad about it. I've always felt really bad about that. Um, but I, I told everyone I lost my virginity to him. And then I kind of went into like this tormented mess of like sexual relationships. Well, relationships that also involve sex, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was traumatized. I was a teenager. I didn't know how to deal with it. And then nobody knew. Um, I didn't really start talking about that till I was like 19, 20. So relatively still within the, these past 10 years. Um, but I remember like, because I didn't get to choose who my first time with like sex was, I wanted to choose like my first time with anal and like as stupid as this might sound wanting to save it for marriage <laughs> because I didn't get to do that with my virginity, you know, but it like, yeah. you know, it's like a cute, like, Oh, like I have anal with my husband type thing. But yeah, no, that didn't happen either. And I remember feeling really weird about it. Just like, oh, like we didn't talk about it beforehand. It was just something that kind of happened in the midst of the moment. And not to say that it wasn't consensual or anything like that, because it was. I think it was just more of like I had this idea of what I wanted that relationship to look like. And then it like sexually and, and it didn't turn out that way. And and then now that it's over, it's like, well, damn, like, did I choose the right person? Like, should I have not done it? You know what I mean? Like, and I hate that. Like, I hate that feeling of just feeling regret or feeling like I made a terrible decision because I think overall in these types of relationships, I think all relationships, platonic and romantic, there's something you gain from them. There's something you learn from them. And and I, I hate that, like, afterthought of like, oh, I wasted my time. I yeah. hate that feeling. And we talked about that last episode of just hating and it being a pet peeve of not wanting to waste time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, one thing that you did ask uh, that I totally uh, forgot to answer. Um, you said what it, uh, you asked, what, what was one thing that I learned about mm-hmm. myself uh, about that situation? Uh, I learned that I do not care about someone's body count. <laughs> because Yesenia Yesenia mm-hmm. this girl uh um I I totally forget like the exact number but I'm pretty sure she said that from for her I was guy number I think 30 Oh that's not even that bad Oh but she was like I think she was like 19. Oh, I mean, I think I was like 21 at the time. I mean, yeah, that's young, but also like as a teenager, I was horny as fuck. So (laughs) yeah, I just, I I had no concept of like what, you know, what is a big number at a certain age? You know what I mean? Well, now that like we're actual adults. Yeah, for sure age is not age 
numbers do not matter. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. I think I used to equate it with like age, like, oh, if you're twenty, you should only have had sex with like two people or five people or like now that we're almost third, you know what I mean? Like those types of things. But then I've met people who are our age only have had sex once. Or not once, but with one person. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually met someone who's only had sex once and she hated it, which is really sad because I'm like, girl, you're missing out. But anyway, and then I've had friends who, you know, are, they don't even remember where their count is and it's probably over 50. So I don't care. At the end of the day, like with my situationship, he has, I know, he never told me the number, but I know he gets bitches. Like he fucks left and right. So I think it used to bug me at some point, but then I'm like, at the end of the day, like, it's just sex, you know, like not to say sex isn't meaningful because it is. I think you have some sort of like vulnerable connection because you're literally having sex. But that's sometimes all it is, is just the heat of the moment, that quick pleasure. It's like instant gratification type of thing. And then nothing moving forward from it. I think I was always like. I think it's because I'm, like, petite that I always thought sex was always something more. And it really isn't. And I and we talked about this, too, in previous episodes of, like, I haven't really engaged in hookup culture or, like, had one-night stands because of just, like, this idea that enjoying sex as just sex made me a slut type of thing. And really shaming myself on that. So, instant. Actually, it's it's coincidence enough. This past week... <laughs> <laughs> I tried to shoot my shot with somebody to hook up with them. And they told me they would get back to me at the end of the day because they were like, they had like family day or something like that. They were doing something with their family. And they would let me know when they get home to see like what the move is. And they just never responded. I was like, damn, as a woman, I got shot down. And I feel like that's saying a lot. Wow, what a, what a. I don't. I don't want to insult the guy, but I'm like, what a dumbass. Because I'm like, we we've hung out before. Um, I mean, I think he's pretty handsome. I thought he was feeling me too, and I was like, maybe he just wasn't interested. And I was like, but you could have said that. I'm I'm a grown up. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, it all goes back to communication. You know, instead of ghosting you or leaving you on red or whatever, you could just be like, hey, sorry, I'm not interested but I appreciate it. Yeah. So that idea that girls can just get dick. <laughs> nope. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, what was I, oh, man, I was just going to, Oh yeah. The numbers thing. Yeah. I actually, I actually would kind of prefer someone with, uh, with a higher, a higher count. Cause that means they're experienced and I don't got to hold your hand through all this. Cause Ooh, I agree. Cause I hooked up with one girl. I drove all the way out to Gilroy, motherfucking Gilroy, to mess with this girl, and uh, she uh, had only had sex with one other person, <laughs> like something like what you had mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they they had only ever had sex once, maybe once or twice. And, uh, it was, uh, I'm not going to say it's here and say it was bad, you know, like it was, it was still like pretty good, but like, I felt, I just, yeah, I just felt like I was doing a lot of the work and, you know, she was like super shy. Uh, she would like ask me to turn around while she take off her bra 
and then it, and then it's like well it makes no, it you know in my eyes i'm like okay well you know whatever you want whatever you need to be comfortable but then like i turn around and there'd be her breasts in my face and i'm like well what was the point of me turning around you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but like no i mean like the sex was fine or whatever um she was just super shy and i'd have to like you know put her in positions where i wanted and all this kind of stuff um give her a lot of reassurance that like no 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 you're doing fine all that kind of stuff um she was she was a nice girl and all, but like I I knew right away I was like uh, this ain't gonna work out. No. I think also it's interesting that you say that. So I was dating somebody, and we were working towards boyfriend girlfriend relationship. Ultimately, we were boyfriend and girlfriend for like a week because I wasn't ready and he had already asked me, and I said yes out of force, and then I was like that's not right, but. He was cool. I I enjoyed our, our time together, but I was his third. And I don't know if it was just me internalizing the slut shaming, but he would make comments about certain things about like my experience or how I am experienced. And I'm like, well, you make it sound like I've been fucking ran through like, and it would be really like, <laughs> I would have like the the post nut clarity, I guess you can say. <laughs> yeah. And it would be like I just did not like I don't know, it just became so awkward after the fact. Like I would I would fulfill my needs and mm-hmm. and then he would be staring at me and I'm like, "Why are you staring so hard?" <laughs> and then like, yeah, so that's something I think I've also realized is I would like someone a little bit more experienced. And who has taken feedback. Because, yeah. again, we are not turntables down there. Please stop treating us like we are. How do you feel about... Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, enemy. No, that was it. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about when partners tell stories about, like, their past uh, encounters? Like, you know, you're, you're hooking up with the guy. Or maybe not hooking up, but, like, you know, let's say you're, you're in a relationship with someone. Like, full-on, blown, like, you guys are official boyfriend-girlfriend type thing, right? How would you feel if, like, your man was talking to you about all the uh, slutty things that he did? Or, like, would you feel comfortable with that? Or, or like, you know, would you do the same to him? Like, if he asked, like, would you, if he asked, like, uh, like, you seen what's, like, the sluttiest thing you've ever done with a guy? Like, would you... Would you like just flat out tell him and give like all these details and everything? Or would you be a little bit more like reserved in that area? Uh, I think, I think I would do those types of things before the commitment, like before the official boyfriend and girlfriend. And then I think if I asked, I would want to know, but I wouldn't want to know the dirty details. Mm -hmm. And if someone were to ask me, I think I would ask them, like, do you want to know every single detail or just, like, the generalized notion of it? Okay. Um, And that's kind of, like, something I noticed with this past, like, this recent relationship is he, we would talk about certain things or, like, I would ask for certain things and then he'd be like, fuck, no, I'm not doing that. And he's like, he kind of had, like, some issue, not issues, but, like. Reservations. Yeah, so he basically was, he was in a whole different, like, situationship with a girl he hated, apparently. Like, they fucking hated each other, but the sex was great. Um, And, you know, like, the safety word was not used, and then, you know, it's it's after the fact, and then she basically had to, like, 
Well, I don't know if she drove herself to the ER, but he offered to take her to the ER. Anyways, point is, like, there was there was an injury. Um, he felt so bad about it. Wait, like, and she said it was sex? fine. Yes. Um. So consensual, of course. Like nothing bad happened. I mean, uh-huh. kind of bad, but it was like in the moment, nobody was concerned in the moment type thing, you know. And it wasn't until after the fact that they were like, "Oh shit." Well, anyways, so that kind of like slowed down him hooking up with her and then i from what he told me at least like they just stopped picking up altogether because he just couldn't do it with her anymore because he felt really bad and he felt like it was going down like the wrong hole i think bdsm worst case scenarios um but then like a year later and now him and i are together she had like texted him and was like you know what like I've been talking to my therapist and like what you did was really shitty and it wasn't okay and blah, blah, blah. And I felt really bad because he's kind of like telling me this and he's like, you know, confiding in me. And I felt kind of bad because I was biased, but also like putting on my therapist hat. I was like, well, you guys weren't in a relationship. You know, there was no commitment. You offered to take her to the ER. You were sorry about it. Like, I don't know what more she needs from you. Like, this is not your issue. And maybe that wasn't the right viewpoint. Again, I was biased because now him and I are are in this situation, right? Mm -hmm. But I remember kind of thinking about it. And I'm like, I think she just wanted some, like, validation that she had this bigger, like, punishment kink than she realized that was borderline kind of abusive. Yeah. And was okay with kind of accepting this type of, um, like, sexual acts inflicted on her to the point where it, it it's borderline like you, you kind of have like this issue right and not to not to sh- uh, kink shame at all mm-hmm. but it was like red flags were being raised yeah and i think he's a very like i'm not apologizing for it like i already apologized for it type of person you're not gonna make me feel bad years later type thing and so she just kept pressing the issue and then ultimately he just kind of ignored her but then he was like what if she tries to say i raped her um sorry i should have gave a trigger warning um and we had to like talk about that because i was like that is like the unfortunate truth about these types of situations is like you know how like how can you just say you're just hooking up with someone to the point where like injuries are being caused even if they're asking for it right um and how much that excuse can can go through like a justice system and you know like this is kind of something that i worry about like when you would talk about your hookups is like here y'all are as black men in society you know hooking up with like non-black women who have historically claimed the r word when it comes to black men i mean we can look at the oldest fucking cases in the book of like little black kids being hung for these types of allegations right and for far less so I'm totally getting off track here and completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, no, um, no, it's okay. Uh here. Um we, kind of speaking like uh to what you just said, uh like the whole uh you know like how far is too far type thing, right? Yeah. Um and like how what you're comfortable with doing during sex. Uh, with a partner you may or may not be too comfortable with. Uh uh the girl I was speaking about earlier, my first hookup she was one of those types to not like bdsm style or anything like that but she would want to be you know slapped and choked and 
you know, hit pretty hard, not like punched, but like she would want me to slap the shit out of her. And the first couple of times I did it, I like slapped her like kind of like softly and then harder and harder until she just like, she would just like slap me. And I was like, okay, here you go. And then I slapped her and I was like, I was like, oh, okay. So that's how hard you want it. Like, I, I was a little uncomfortable at first. I was like taken aback. I was like, Jesus Christ, you want me to like, like hit, like hit you, hit you. I was like, geez. And then of course I got comfortable at it. You know, uh, I started choking the life out of her, like not to the point where she would pass out, but like, I see her face turn beat red and I'd be like, all right, that's enough. Are you choking from the sides or from the front? Yeah. From the sides. I think, I think when I first learned it, I didn't know about the sides thing. So it may have been from the front, honestly. Got it. That's Um, fair. And then like, there would be, you know, visible handprint marks on her butt because I'd be slapping her so Mm -hmm. much, you know? Um, but no, like stick saying on the, uh, the like wild side of like hookups and shit. Like I, uh, I know I've always told, I know I've told you, um, I don't know how, in how much detail about the two couples that I was hooking up with for a little while. Yeah. Uh, I know I went into detail about one of them because that was the more recent one, but there was one couple that I met. This was maybe like three years ago. This is definitely before I moved to Georgia for a little while. So definitely like 2017, 2018, there was a couple that I would see kind of regularly, not like regular, no, I shouldn't say regularly, but I'd see, I see them maybe once every like other month or two months or whatever the case may be. Cause they lived down in the South Bay and they would mm-hmm. only come up here. I'd only get a chance to see them if they were like passing through on the way up to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anytime they pass through our area, they, there's a little, there's a little lookout, uh, point, uh, park, uh, kind of overlooking uh, a freeway it's got a little park up there or i guess like a park bench or whatever and it's a good place for some uh, uh doing the nasty as they would say <laughs> and that was my first time i remember my first time meeting them it was yesenia it, it was crazy wait how did you meet them again uh, how did you find them honestly, how did they find you honestly i don't even remember that I, I i i'm i'm like trying to remember as i'm talking but i cannot for the life of me remember if it if it pops up in my head at, at any point i'll just i'll blurt it out i was like i met him here but i can i cannot remember i just remember communicating um a meetup point at one point mm-hmm. like that's kind of where like the memory sort of starts Got i it. do i remember communicating you know i communicated with the husband uh i communicated with the husband the entire time he uh he never told his wife about this even though they i think they've done this before with other people um but he i only communicated with him you know he was cool he he liked my vibe i seen him pictures he sent me pictures of them and all that kind of stuff and they were like we were like all right cool we're gonna do this on this day at this time and uh so they go out there first and um you know they're like all right you know give us a few minutes to you know warm up or whatever and, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. And then he he would text me when I would get the okay to go up. So you're saying that this is the, this is the scenario we set up, right? This is like some, this is like some Pornhub shit. I'm not even, I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking about this. I cannot make this up right now. So, uh, so, so he, he tells me, he's like, all right, so we're, we're going to get up to the top of the hill, right? Mm-hmm. and uh she's going to start uh, she's gonna start uh blowing me right mm-hmm. and i'm gonna text you when it's okay to come up 
and she's gonna be you know scared at first and she's gonna be like embarrassed like oh my god we just got caught because again she has no idea that i'm that i'm even gonna be there right no clue so uh yeah we set this whole scenario and everything and it, it plays out exactly how he says like i go up there i quote unquote catch them in the act uh and he's only seen my picture like one time i think like one or two times but like i i i like I do the whole like, like, no, no, like, no, like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Like I, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just here to watch or whatever. And watching, uh, ended up turning (laughs) into much more than watching. (laughs) Um, and, uh, that was like my first experience with threesome, like ever, uh, like she's blowing both of us. Like in public, Mm. like this is, you know, like, like I said, this is like something out of a porn. Like this is something that happens in fucking porn movies and porn scenes and shit. You know, stranger, Mm -hmm. stranger catches the couple and then the, the stranger gets in, you know, worms his way into both of them. You know what I mean? Type of deal. And that's kind of like what happened. Um, Like, you know, after, after that, like we're just having like a full on threesome for like, I don't know, the next like 20 minutes or something. Mm -hmm. And and after that, um, anytime they pass through, it'd be like, hey, we're going to be up here at this time. Are you free? You're like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm free. Let's fucking go. And uh, yeah, it'd be various other meetups after that. But they all kind of they, they were less like set up in that scenario of like catch them in the act type of thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'd be like, oh, we'll be up there at this time. We're probably, you know, beginning started, you know, just pull up and, you know just pull up and you know just hop right in you know type of thing so <laughs> yeah i remember i do remember, um, i do remember one time there was you know you know how much i hate the rain right i yes. fucking detest the rain there was one night that this might have been the last time we saw each other i think but there was one time it was it was misty and it was kind of raining it wasn't like a heavy mist to where it was like foggy but you know it was light enough to where uh it was like you could consider it maybe like a light sprinkle uh and we're like in the rain we're doing this thing um and i just remember her on her knees just blowing me for like five minutes until i uh you know uh uh, burst in her mouth you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's and it's like (laughs) about to start raining at this point and like i'm i'm wet in more ways than one and so is she and i'm just like I need to go home. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that was fun and all, but like I'm damp and I don't like this. But yeah, again, uh, and I think that ended because I think that's when I met my girlfriend at the time from Reno. I think that's why that ended. Mm, yeah. Okay. And, and then I cut, I cut that off, you know, like immediately. So. Can I ask, like, what, what were, like, thoughts you were having about, like, oh, it's a couple, you know, like, I'm down for this. Like, I guess, yeah, like, because, I mean, for me, I, especially with this, man, like, see, this is, this is why the situation at ship is hitting me the worst. Because he was also down for a threesome. Mm. And I was like, oh, that would be hella cool. Um, I trust you enough to know that it would just be this and it would be nothing more with this other person. Um, but it just never happened. So for me, I've always been like me and a partner with someone else, but never like I will go into a couple's relationship or bedroom at least. 
Yeah. I thought about it, but it's never been like a I've attempted to to do it. So yeah. What were your thoughts about it and going into it and stuff? No, yeah, totally. Like it it it's it's unnerving at first because yeah, it's two complete strangers as opposed to one complete stranger. So that already doubles the stranger fa- the stranger danger factor right there. Like it's 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 intimidating, yeah. Um in more ways than one because you as a guy, you want to satisfy the woman, you know, you want to make sure she's taken care of. And with this dynamic, it's like, you want to make sure she's taken care of, but you also want to let the husband know or the boyfriend know that, Hey, you're, uh, that you can satisfy her just as well as I can, if not better. You know what I mean? Cause that's kind of the dynamic that a lot of couples like swinger couples or open relationships. That's kind of the dynamic that they have is uh, the guy likes seeing his girl get railed. And of course he, he may want to join in and that's totally okay with me. Like I am completely open to, uh, you know, the idea of railing someone's girlfriend or someone's wife in front of them. I have no problem with that. Uh, in the beginning. Yeah. I had my reservations because I was nervous. I'm like, uh, you know, am I even going to like them? Am I even going to like her? Are are they going to be disappointed with me? You know, all that kind of stuff. But it does take a lot of, um, reassuring, I think from both parties, I think the couple, um, you know, every couple is different, but I think the, the two couples that I found were very open and they were very like, they were willing to answer my questions. If I had any, they they made me super they just made me feel super safe uh with them especially the second couple like i can get into i can get more into that uh if we if uh if you want to get into that but like yeah they both couples were just they were just very reassuring that like we're we're normal people we're totally cool we just like to have fun you know what i mean yeah and i think that's what it boils down to like once you can once you can separate the emotion from a lot of this stuff um it, it it can really like you said it can just become just sex at the end of the day yeah yeah i feel like i mean that's kind of my option right now right it's just a kind of emotionally detach from relationships if i want like those types of needs met um it's it's weird being single in 2023 it's interesting though because I never really imagined myself married anyways or having kids but I think it's hard when you picture that life with someone and then it doesn't happen and then you're like well there is these backup plans because let me tell you I downloaded Bumble and that was very short-lived oh, man. but there ain't shit on Hinge and there ain't shit on Bumble and I'm not downloading Tinder again I had Tinder at like 18 and that was all the time I needed for it See, as a guy, um, I love Bumble. Yeah, I would I would figure more guys would respond and they don't, so Yeah. But crazy. there's also just like nothing. I'm I we should I wish I had like one of those cams so we can do like a like a video podcast where we just go through my bumble and my hinge because I hit like a hundred dislikes before i even consider liking someone i'm also very picky no oh yeah yeah we know that yeah so whatever i think i'd rather just not engage in this whole hookup culture i as much as sex is fun it's like i don't find any of these people worth it 
Yeah. Speaking of Bumble, uh, my last like hookup thing, which I, to be fair, I did try to turn into a relationship, but it just didn't, it just didn't end up working out. Uh, I met this girl on Bumble. This was actually around the time the last Dragon Ball Super movie came out. Uh, I think that was last year. It came out last year. Yeah. Um, it was around the time that movie came out. Oh my God. That I got a pre-order coming soon. Sorry. I just got totally sidetracked. Uh, but yeah, it was, about, it was around the time the last Dragon Ball movie came out and we matched on Bumble. Uh, and I remember the first night we talked was the premiere night of that movie. Uh, we like video. I didn't know Bumble had a video call feature until she was like, yeah, let's video call or like FaceTime or whatever. But I don't have an, and- I, I have an Android, so I can't FaceTime. So I didn't know Bumble had a, had a FaceTime feature. That's fucking awesome. So like that was, and she, apparently she does that with like all the guys she meets, which I'm like, that's very smart of you actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was like our first time talking. Uh, it went well. We went on like a quote unquote, actually, no, we did. Call, we did call it a date. We went, we went on a date, like maybe like two or three days after that, we went to go get Korean barbecue. That was an expensive date. Let me tell you, because I fucking paid for that shit. <laughs> Korean barbecue is not fucking, I forgot how expensive that shit was, mm-hmm. but, but uh, no, that date went well. Um, and so, you know, we continued seeing each other for, for a little while. Uh, all in all, I think our situation should maybe last like two, two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks at the most. But, uh, mm-hmm. in that time, like, you know, we hooked up, uh, quite a bit. Uh, the first time we hooked up, I actually, neither one of us were expecting it. And she told me as much too. Uh, cause we were just sitting on her front couch watching the boondocks and, you know, she, you know, she, we start cuddling a little bit and she's giving me these like little playful, like you know, what is it? What do you call it? Like little playful bites or whatever. And, you know, I'm reciprocating and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, we like, we make eye contact we start making out a little bit and she gives me, she gives, she hits me with the, um, uh, I have to clean up, uh, you know, she's like, I have to clean up my kitchen for a little bit, but, uh, if you want to spend the night, you can, I'll leave it up to you. And I didn't see anything at first. So she goes off and starts cleaning and everything. And, uh, and she's like, so yeah, it's totally up to you if you want to sleep over or not. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to sleep over. I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I'm wise to the game now. Like this is a test and I, and I'm going to pass with flying colors. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, you know, we end up hooking up that night or whatever. And then, yeah, she, she wakes up the next morning and she's like, yeah, I totally, w-. or no, this, it wasn't right away. She told me that it was maybe like a few hookups later. Uh, but she was like, yeah, I wasn't expecting to hook up with you right away. I don't know. It was just something about you. Like you're just super cool or whatever or whatever i don't know there seems to be a common theme with a lot of girls and what they say about me but like the the common one is just like i'm like just super cool and just super chill about everything so that tends to get me farther than being funny or witty or trying to like quote-unquote spit game at at girls so uh that's like that's like my claim to fame right there (laughs) you know i will say I hated the you can stay if you want phrase because no, I want you to be like, stay the night. Um, there's only two people that have ever spent the night at my apartment and one of them, I was like, I want you to stay. And then the second one, we were drinking. So I had invited him over to sober up and then one thing bled to another. And I was like, well, you might as well stay because mm-hmm. it was like two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at that point, yeah, don't leave. No. I mean, when I was in Chico, I did kick some guy out. 
Oh, really? He tried to, he tried to spend the night. And I was <laughs> you're, like, no. You're like, no, nah, get out of here. Because at that point, like, I hadn't slept with anybody, like, in my own bed. I found it. I used to have, I used to be a real stickler about my bed is my bed. It's only for sleeping. I do not want anyone else's germs here. I mean, really? like, my sister would spend the night. Mm-hmm. Well, that's um, like my friend, different. my friends would spend the night type thing. Um, but, like, that was, like, very, like, borderline for me like i was it almost kind of disgusted me not because of anything i think it's just like i wanted my bed to be my safe haven and i didn't want anyone else's energy to to interact with it but the first time a guy was going to spend the night uh we were he was just supposed to drop me off and then he came inside and it was like oh like do you want to hook up and i was like no he was pretty drunk and should i have let him drive me home probably not mind you i'm like in my early 20s so i didn't really have too much logical reasoning but he for sure tried to sleep in my in my room and i was like you can sleep here but you can sleep on the couch like you're not sleeping with me in bed he was like are you serious like you're not gonna let me sleep with you and i was like i'm sorry are you my boyfriend no you're just some guy i'm talking to go sleep on the couch here's a blanket and yeah um that habit of mine i don't know why it just was a thing maybe it was just because chico everyone knows kind of like chico is like a party school it's like hookup culture like times 10 everybody there has like you know stds because of how much people are hooking up and having unsafe sex um i almost caught an std when i was out there like it's it's a whole thing so yeah chico's a party school yeah yes one of the biggest party schools in the country yes so i think i was just really like germaphobic about that environment i don't know it's it's not the same anymore obviously but yeah yeah anyway yeah when it comes to hookup culture i think i'm starting to dive deeper into it because i kind of have to and then also like really just taking a step back from it because i also have other goals i want to focus on i don't want to make relationships my whole life but yeah it gets lonely sometimes but i think once i'm over this like breakup situation maybe i'll get back out there but it's also the holidays, and it's like, ugh, everyone's all booed up for the holidays. Yeah, it's a little tough around this time of year. Yeah, cue all the fucking proposals and the baby announcements, because you know they're coming. Heh, <laughs> coming. <laughs> uh, but uh, I do have, we do have time for one more story. I did, I did already, I did kind of tease it with uh, the second couple that uh, I was in uh an entanglement with for a little while if you'd like to hear that some of that went down so uh again i don't really remember how it no i remember how we met uh but it's something i don't feel comfortable talking about in public yet but we can talk in private after this is over um but yeah kind of the same thing with the first couple uh we you know set up a time and date you know whatever and this was at their house so the first mm-hmm. time I met them, we, I went to their house. They were super cool. Like, I mean, this super nice Mexican couple, um, you know, they invite me over. Dude uh, gives me some of this Mexican tequila, like real Mexican tequila. Took two shots of that. That shit was smooth as fuck. I don't even remember what it was called, but that shit was nice. I was like, oh, my God, I don't even like alcohol that much. And I don't even like I really, quite frankly, don't like tequila. But that shit was nice as fuck. I ain't gonna lie um uh yeah and you know me and the guy just start talking you know we just you know shooting the shit get to know each other same thing with the with the wife she's super cool super nice they were like just super down to earth i could not 
I can't say one bad thing about them as people. They were just super inviting and friendly and open. Uh, but of course, you know, we knew what I was there for. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, he's like, he's, he, he's like, Hey, do you want to, you know, you want to go sit on the couch or whatever? And I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. Of course. And, uh, the girl sits in between us and, you know, she starts, uh, how do you say making her moves? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She starts making her moves and, uh, he's like, Oh, do you want to move into the bedroom? Uh, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Of course. Let's fucking go. Hey, fucking go. Um, but yeah, we, we move into the bedroom and, uh, yeah, you know, things, things start happening and they start happening for a long time. I'm there for like two hours, I think probably a little longer. I'm not sure. Yeah. This is like in the middle of the middle of a day on like a Saturday, I believe. But like, yeah, that was, that was again that, and that was my sec second time being with a couple and, I'm not sure what number three soon that was because I I don't even know how many times I did it with the first couple, but this one, uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, they I think had two kids that weren't home. Obviously, <laughs> I think they had mm-hmm. dropped them off at uh one of their parents' house or I guess technically grandparents' house. Um, you know, uh, because they said that they're they're I think the the dude's mom or the dude's parents are, you know, okay with, you know, they're like, yeah, we get it. You guys want to have like a date night or whatever, or go out to the movies or whatever. So yeah, we can take the kids for a few hours. It was that kind of thing. So Mm, the kids were out of the kids were out of the house and they had some time and boy, did they have some time. Mm. (laughs) Um, And yeah, that, that lasted. uh, So that one's a little complicated because I met them right before, uh, if I could remember correctly, I met them before my Reno girlfriend. I got the Reno girlfriend. Uh, so I had cut them off completely. Uh, and then I broke up. Well, didn't didn't you like have hook up with them like right after breaking up with the Reno girl? Yes. And then uh, the, me and the Reno girl broke up and uh, I hooked up with them like immediately right after. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was not a fun experience because I don't think I've ever been that distracted having sex in my entire life. Like, yeah, it was not a it was not a fun experience. I think that was the night. Uh, I think my transmission broke down that night too. If that I'm, was a clear sign. Yeah, that was that was a really bad night for me. I'm not. Oh my god, I think it was. Yeah, like I just got broken up with. I went down there to have some sex, and my transmission breaks down on the way there. Bless their hearts, though they come and pick me up. Like I'm, mm. I managed to get my car off the freeway and like into like a neighborhood and I leave it there for the next few hours while I go have some fun with, with these guys. Um, that was, that was also very interesting. So a little bit, a little bit about that. Right. So they come and pick me up. Right. Uh, I start, well, I guess the girl starts fooling around with me in the backseat on her way to their house and everything. That was, that was an experience. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, bang, bang, bang happens at their house. They go drop me off at my car. I start to drive on the freeway, but my car doesn't go anywhere. So I'm like, I call them up and I'm like, Hey, uh, I need to call a tow truck. Uh, you know, do you guys mind waiting with me, uh, for the tow truck on the side of the freeway? And then could you guys give me a ride back to my place? I'm so sorry to ask you all this, but they were like, no, yeah, it's cool. Like we understand, uh, you know, want to make sure you're safe and all that kind of stuff. So, I call my mom to give me money for the tow truck. Um, the tow truck takes like two hours to get there. Luckily, someone was open because this is at like midnight, I think. So it's it's mm-hmm. pretty late. Uh, I remember at one point a cop 
comes and is like, Hey, you okay, bud? I'm like, yeah, my transmission, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, I called a tow truck. They're on their way. And this was at the time there was a blizzard happening, like on the East coast. So I have OnStar in my car and OnStar was like, yeah, there's just a backup of, of, you know, calls due to the blizzard. And I'm like, Oh, that's just fucking great, dude. So, but yeah, I managed to find a tow truck company. They come out, they, you know, to- hook up my car to the flatbed and all that kind of stuff. So on, mm-hmm. so the couple drives me home while we're driving down the freeway. I am going to town on the wife in the back seat. Like it's crazy. Uh, I'm talking, I, we got to maybe like, this was in Fremont. Uh, we got to about Oakland and then I took over driving cause I was done and they go at it in the back seat. <laughs> Oh damn. Like, yeah, that was uh that was definitely interesting. That was an interesting wild night. A lot of stuff happened. It sure uh, sounds like it. Yeah. Uh <laughs> and uh I think I met up with them maybe one or two more times after that. And then um who what happened? What happened? I don't remember the timeline much towards the end of us seeing each other. But I think it was more so on my end where like I think I was I wasn't like done seeing them, but like I think I was I think I met uh the Dragon Ball girl at that point and then I stopped seeing them. But yeah, that's whew, man. Wild times, wild times. Interesting. I mean it sounds like you had fun overall, which is the most important part, right? Yeah, at the end of the day, everybody had a good time. Everything was consensual and done with respect. You know, that's 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 kind of what you have to approach the hookup culture with. And I and I know a lot of people like take advantage of people and take people for granted and all that kind of stuff. So that's like the minefield, I guess you have to navigate. Which yeah. again is part of the game that I do not miss at all. Sorry, there was just like a plethora of voices outside my window and they were all pretty loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, well, DeAndre, do you have any last minute thoughts, any closing words you would like to leave our lovely listeners with today? No, I I've I think uh I think I've spoken enough for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Um to all of our lovely listeners out there who are still in search of love. I'm on that boat with you and hopefully we all end up exactly where we want to be with who we want to be. And as we suffer through hookup culture, just know it's not something you have to participate in. I think it's totally fine to want to not engage and still feel that loneliness. I think there's like an issue with people feeling lonely or like this negative connotation about like, oh, if you're not putting yourself out there, like it's your problem type of thing. And I don't think that's entirely true. I think if there's only so much rejection a person can take, there's only so much they're willing to kind of like compromise with. So if you're feeling like this, if you're feeling like I'm feeling and you're ready to give up, I think it's okay to take a break for a while and just focus on other things. Um, Sex is great, of course, but there's nothing that beats that genuine connection. So that's my sappy spiel for the evening. Yeah, and if you feel the need to dive dive back into the <clears throat> dive into the hookup scene or I, I guess just the dating scene, do it with do it with respect and do it uh with consent, of course. Consent is key. 
uh, respect yourself and respect uh, your partner and your partner's time. And you should hopefully, uh, God willing, you will be rewarded in the end. Because in the end, it doesn't even matter. I tried so hard and got so far. But in the okay, sorry, we're gonna have a whole Lincoln co- concert right now. Oh shoot! And um, I'm not ready to cry because I'm still not over Chester dying. Yeah, we love you, Chester. Right. Rest in peace. Uh, but yeah, um, thank you all for sticking around for us. I know that this went a little long, uh, but hey, if you're if you made it to the end, thank you for sticking around. We appreciate it. Uh, and this has been I'm DeAndre. That's Yesenia, and you have just been soft boiled <laughs>